Welcome back to 9-4 Radio. This is Office Visits. Uh, I'm joined by my new friend, Dave Hauser. Um, we were introduced to one another by a mutual friend, uh, literally super recently. And we jumped on a call last week and connected really well and wanted to bring our conversation to you. Uh, to you. And Dave's doing some really cool things with uh, personal finance and fitness. And uh, I'm excited to, to bring them on. So Dave, welcome to 9-4 Radio. Tell us about yourself. Thanks, Sarah. Um, yeah, so my background is in, I was a strength conditioning coach for 20 years. Moved all, all around the country, working with a wide variety of teams, primarily with uh, men's, women's basketball, though, for 20 years. As my sport, uh, I was a terrible basketball player, but I love playing defense. That was my I claimed the fame and that's the only thing I could really do in basketball. Couldn't shoot, <laughs> couldn't run fast, couldn't do anything, but um, I could play defense. Um, it just led me, so I, I played sports since I was a little kid. It was a natural fit. Um, I had a car accident is basically how I really got into strength conditioning was I, got, I had a car accident. I was 23 and that had in a coma for a couple of days. So I came out of it. I don't remember anything for like three months out of my life, but I do remember having like rehabbing myself back to work or, you know, moving around, wanted to walk my dog. That was like my big goal at that point was just to be able to walk my dog because I was a mess. And as I started getting back into doing that, I just became fascinated with, how resilient your body can be and how the amount of pounding and uh, it can take and still keep ticking. So led me to ended up going away to college and got my degree in physical education with an exercise uh, science background and just traveled all over the country do, doing that for the next 20 years until uh, started having some questions about my own personal finances and started digging, digging around to things and realizing that I was living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, this wasn't the way I wanted to live anymore. And the more I dug into that, the more I became really obsessed with that and less obsessed with uh, athletics anymore. Because in college athletics, you're one day away from being fired. And it becomes a real political battle at some point in your career. And I just got tired of the political side. So decided to leave that and pursue uh, an, an industry that I think is really, really misleading people as far as their personal finances go. Um, so it became my quest <laughs> to uh, get, yeah, to help people understand how personal finances work and what all the different tools do just like in the gym it's every one piece of equipment can do several things a barbell for example but then there's certain things that are specifically made for certain exercises so i use exercise as examples and go through and demonstrate how exercise and taking care of yourself applies directly to uh, your successes personal finance and finances go that's awesome. I, I, I want to pull a, a couple things out. Uh, I was also 
I was not great at basketball, but I could play defense because you don't need like a lot of skill. You just need a lot That's of right. hustle. That's right. You just need hustle and heart to do play defense. Uh, yeah. And you can't coach height. And I didn't have it. So yeah, me neither. So I heard that. Um, I, <laughs> I'm interested about your quest, right? That verbiage is um, that ver- like I'm, I'm a language nerd and, uh, and I, I feel like uh, cause we we're kind of in similar age groups when, uh, when I decided that I didn't want to be in the military, it was almost a 20 year career. Um, when I, when I hung up my boot, well, it was 20, 20 years and three weeks when I hung up my boots. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I got into, I got into human movement, uh, conditioning, strength and conditioning, um, after my, my military career. So, and that was, that felt like a quest that feels like a hurt, like, uh, in the alchemist. I don't know if you've read that, but like following your own personal legend. And, yeah. um, I think there's a lot of, um, there, there's just a lot to stepping out of what we know and stepping into the unknown and, and doing it because it feels right. Like I imagine, you know, you had to get your own house in order because you felt, I would say probably even before you had words, um, you felt the politicalness of your position. Like you at, at its highest uh, level like at its at, like at its yeah at its highest level um, most purest most authentic you know teaching basketball players strength and conditioning making them durable making them resilient to take the bumps and bruises of a season that is like clean it's pure right but then it's not just that you got to deal with office politics and coaching staff changes and you know the the ins and outs of whatever ecosystem I mean it's not like specific to to college collegiate strength and conditioning obviously it's any company any industry that a person is in like it it creates its own ecosystem and uh, I thought it was very interesting that that you use that word quest because um, passion outperforms drive right and so if you're passionate about this personal finance and and getting your own house in order right before you help anybody else that is tremendous how did what was like a, what was the first step into that? Because I imagine um, I have a little bit of background on it, but I imagine like making the move from uh, working in a weight room to helping people with their personal finance was not a natural progression. Not, not nat- yeah, not natural at all. <laughs> um, so what happened for me was, I actually looked into a position for somebody that I actually had one of my accounts with um, and I had done business with in the past. And she asked me if I wanted to come and do the servicing side of her clients, of her business. Um, so that's taking care of all of you know, the problems that the clients would have, primarily with life insurance and um, things like that. And I was like, sure. I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) Um, because when, when you get licensed with any of those things, they don't tell you about the business side of things. And so I had to learn all about the industry very quickly and understand that each company has its own language, which is extremely complicated and confusing. Um, Even for people that have been in the field for 20 years, they still get confused by what company says what, because 
it really is very confusing. So I see that side of it. And then I see like how we're marketed to um, and how they use psychological uh, tactics to get people to do certain things. It's like, you know, from, you know, I'll just be a, a little outspoken. It's, it is manipulation and you're really being kind of told to do something that the, in, the institutions don't actually practice themselves. They do, they do other things. So I got involved with helping people understand how to do what the institutions do and how to use those, those uh, strategies to your personal advantage. And it's, you know, it's just simply producing cash flow for you. But the, the really interesting part of it is you, you really have to look at from the body point of view, right? So you, you take an assessment of why am I not feeling well? Well, it's because I, I just ate a bunch of, of chocolate bars or I eat ice cream every night. I think I told you that last time. I, I love ice cream. So it's like you can't do that all the time and expect to feel great all the time. Because what happens, what happens over time as these things progress, and you don't do anything about it, right? They just get out of control. And the same thing will happen with your finances. Credit cards are a great example. How many times do you know that you sign up for something, there's a 30-day trial, no charge for your card, and then 30 days you forget about it, and they ring it up. Oh, man, I got I to gotta cancel that. But you never get around to canceling it. And they just keep charging you and charging you. Um, so it's like, know what your, know where your dollars go and what's happening to that. So got to be diligent. And most people don't want to do that because it takes time. That's that, I guess that was my next, uh, my next question is I've found that like, we don't have an information shortage. It just as people, you know, people walking around in the world um, really, it's, it's more of that, like, how do we integrate that into our, how do we integrate the things that are good for us into our daily habits, right? Like everybody knows all, like I, I could run a, a gamut of all the things that are really good for us. And uh, how do, like, it's super helpful to have someone who will carve out a little bit of time so that we have to carve out a little bit of time because if we're left to our own devices, we never carve out time for ourselves. Right. Um, sure. And, and actually just sit down and, and make that change or make that assessment, honestly, just make that assessment bite size, right? Because I'm sure people out there that, that, that need it the most, right? Um, they, they have, um, they got like, they have boxes, like shoe boxes full of receipts and like, a bunch of unread emails and, you know, just, and to actually just sit down, like the thought of sitting down and, and like looking at their credit card statement. Cause like, no one's got a, no one's got a balanced checkbook anymore. Right. You get credit card statements. Like that is the thing you have to get every month. Uh, credit card companies are required to do that. And you get bank statements, but I would like, I, I look at mine. I would say that I am probably an outlier where most people that are in a spot that like finances are, are sticking point. It's just like, don't look at it because then you don't look at it because then you don't have to deal with it. You don't know about it. It's no news is good news. Creditors aren't calling. And so we like, 
have you found for your practice? I guess like two part question. What, what is it like, where are you positioned in like, what industry are you in? What, where are you positioned? Like, are you a small business owner? Do you work at a firm? Like, what is that? And then also what does that assessment look like? Yeah. Great questions. Uh, so I went from a large uh, investment company in the Northeast. That's where I'm at. I'm in Connecticut. And I just felt I was one of 600 advisors, right? One, one of 600 planners. And the way the industry works is the way, the reason there's such a high turnover rate in the financial world is because you get new, it's so difficult to get people to talk about their money that the new people come into the field. They're told, go talk to everybody you know and get their retirement accounts so that we can put them under our book and under our management so that you can make a uh, charge of charge them a fee every month and start getting money that way. But let, if you just take a look at that alone, that's a crazy statement. Somebody that's relatively new to the industry, and I'm, I'm less than five years into it, probably about five right now, but in the first two years, is that the person you want running your retirement account? No, absolutely not. And I didn't feel comfortable doing that, first of all, to my family. So it was like, there was a real uh, incongruency between me and that kind of thinking. And the last two years, I was fortunate enough to meet three other gentlemen that were an, part of an, we're an agency, but we're all 100% independent of our books of business. We just utilize uh, the same resources. So uh, it gives me a lot of lot more freedom to do the business that I want to do. But I'm like, so we talked about defense before. I'm, a, I'm huge on protection and, and, and preserving and keeping what you earn. That is my number one priority for people and just help them understand how to do those things and show them that there's other places that you can invest outside of the stock market that are potentially, well, they're, they're less risky, but potentially can get much greater gains from those things. And a business is one of those things. Um, you'll get far greater gains if you're investing into your business and development of your business than you would you know, waiting 30 years to get some potential reward maybe um, that you don't know is actually going to be there. But so does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And like to, to analogize, uh, bring up the, like the fitness industry back, it's kind of like you went from coaching at a gym, right? Where they're like, Hey, bring all your family here, <laughs> bring all your family to come work out at the gym to you became like a personal trainer where you have your own book of business. You work in a collective, right? You're, you're working alone together, sharing some resources, like doing some smart things with a couple other folks who align with your values and you get to set your, like you get to set your, your mission statement, your vision, your vision statement, you get to set your rocks, you get to decide, um, you know, what success looks like for you. And then you get to deliver offerings and products and like, you get to have the kind of relationships with people that you want to have because you're the boss. Right. I am. I'm very like, I'm very, 
uh, very much as a movement coach, I'm in that same ilk where I had been uh, a CrossFit coach, stepped away from that and set up nine, four coaching. And now it's, it's solely, it's a lot, right? Like it's, it's uh, you're uh, with great power comes great responsibility. So setting your own mission, core values, who's your ideal client, who are you here to help? Um, what's your unique, you know, unique genius and all that. So it, it does, um, it definitely does uh, demystify um, the, like what thing, you do. Yeah. One of the things that I really struggled with, and we talked about this last week was my identity, right? I, I left the community that I had been a part of for pr- pretty much half of my adult life or half of my life. Um, and now I had, a, I go into an industry that I felt like I had to prove myself by saying what they say and talk like they talk and dress like they dress. And that's not me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm covered in tattoos. Um, not that that's a problem, but it was like, yeah, they wanted everything covered up. You know, it's like, you know, you're not going to get the best version of me. So. I wasn't, I wasn't being me. I wasn't being true to me. Right. So I left that. Now I get to, I mean, I, I, I dress like this all the time. This is me. You get the best version of me every day that we talk. And I think that's what people want. I don't, I'm not going to tell you something that I don't believe in. I don't, I'm not going to recommend something that I personally wouldn't do just like I would never tell kids to do an exercise that I never would personally do myself or wasn't able to do. Um, so it's like, I still get to coach. I'm just now coaching people on how to strengthen their, their personal finances and their position and to be more self-reliant, right? Cause that's when, when we're talking about training, training is training and you're learning skills and you're learning to be more reliant upon your own skills, but also know that there's going to be people and resources behind you that you can tap into if you need them. Right. Yeah, no. And that's, that's super, like super in alignment with, I mean, even with my coaching practice where people come in and they're either dealing with some sort of pain um, and they want to get, you know, they want to get healthier. They want to get better. They want to move better. uh, So that, so that they can enjoy the lifestyle that they want. And like, just like you said, we, we assess, we figure out where we're at. We figure out where we're going. We design a path to get there and we walk it. And then all along the way is we, we reassess that. And it is so like, I want, I want them to become autonomous. You know, I want them to like, we're going to slay some dragons. We're going to, we're going to go on a route. Right. And I want eventually, like, I, I also want my clients to be, become autonomous and it's not that they're never going to need me. We're just going to work on higher level problems every time. Like we're going to get to a mountaintop and they're going to have like more confidence and feel good. But then, you know, there may come a day where you have a setback or you have like something like, oh, okay, well, I, I said, I want to do this now I can, so man, I want to do this. Right. Do you, yeah. um, is that very similar to like your, your practice One, where someone, yeah. 100%. Right. Cause it, it's funny. Cause I tell people, I will literally tell people on the first day we talk, the goal is not to not for us to have to meet all the time, right? There's there's going to be six initial meetings that we set up things, we set up accounts, specific accounts, we review everything you have in place. This is our starting point. This is our baseline. Now, 
you tell me what you want to do and we're going to take the smallest step possible to begin things we're going to create a new picture take a new picture and every time we make progress on things we take a new picture right through we call it, uh it's a proprietary software we literally are taking snapshots of their where they are financially um and every time we make progress we take a new one so that in a year if we have four new pieces of uh, people or paper to look at it's like this is how far we've come right right we measure backwards right this is where we are today this is how far we've come this is this is where our journeys led us to this point but over time things change in people's lives and what they may want today may not be what they want in three years so we provide that flexibility for them that also and it's just kind of i'm just i'm just there to help help them help be a guide for them um, and the resource, right? And the sounding board, if they want that, but I don't tell them what to do. It's we walk through a series of questioning and they, right? Cause how many times are, have you been talking, ever talked to yourself and you're like, ah, I got it. Because sometimes it's just verbalizing those words and getting, maybe getting somebody else's point of view to, get you to go like this, you know, and focus. And that's really what we serve as. Oh, that's, that makes it, that, that makes a ton of sense. What, so just going back to like having tattoos and, and like dressing how you dress, what, because I've, I, I have tattoos. I, you know, and I got them when I was in the military and it didn't matter, you know, but my mom was always like, well, what if, you know, what if you want to get a job after you're done with the military? And I'm like, I never want to work somewhere where like, this is a problem, right? Like I wouldn't want to work somewhere that wouldn't have me as an employee uh, because of the way that I look. And I've seen, it's just, it's, it's like wearing, like we're, we're both wearing patriotic ish shirts today, right? I have my GoRuck sweatshirt on, you're wearing American flag. I don't know what brand it is, but like, it's when you see that out in the wild, you can identify it, right? That's why brands exist is because like, if I'm wearing GoRuck and I see somebody wearing GoRuck, it's like, oh man, I know about that, you know, or like a band, right? You see some, some bands concert t-shirt and you, and they're, and you like them, you're like, okay, well, I know I have something in common with that person. And I feel like that is, an emerging pattern within uh, some pretty like button down industries. So like finance, obviously for sure, banking and all that, but even like real estate uh, there are a lot of real estate agents. Cause it's very like, that's very similar. I would imagine to, to finance where there's this expectation of what a realtor looks like. Right. And there's like this on uh, this, like unsaid uh, out or uh uniform and weight like ways of being and availability and this and that and I've seen a lot of people have success by just like throwing that all out and just and really just setting like being who they authentically are because there's a lot of people that are wanting to get into personal finance but they don't want to feel like garbage walking into what they would imagine is like oh man everybody in this beautiful glass office building that's dressed suit and tie they all have their shit together and I'm walking in with shoe boxes of receipts and like, yeah. you know, 18 months of, you know, all this, I, I don't even know where I'm at. And I don't want to walk into this 
place that like everybody looks like they have their shit together and no one looks like me right it's like right. walking into a gym and everybody is in shape and you're like well i can't go to that gym i'm not in shape enough to go to that gym you know it's it's right. have you seen have you seen success like are you attracting the people that like are down like down with the cause like they they understand you you can understand them you have the same language uh, I'm, I'm fortunate in that way in the fact that um almost all of my clients want one of three things they either just want something somebody to simply help them organize their all their stuff uh, and we do that there's people that uh, probably you know couples and couples with kids generally have two at least two kids and they want to do their estate planning there and get all that in order in case something were to happen to one of the parents or both the parents what does, what would that look like for the kids right so we help them get that whole scenario taken care of and then there's the individual um, predominantly I work with a lot of women which is who I prefer to work with um, and I, I didn't I never really paid attention to that until I did an assessment of who my clients were. And I saw that about 80% of my clients are, are women. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because I, the last part of my career was working with a lot of female sports after never working with female sports. And I found that I enjoy working with women more simply because they're there to learn and they'll take what they're being taught and apply it. Whereas guys, guys like to be, you know, they like to show the bravado and their, their ego will get in the way. And there's a lot of, lot more, there can be a lot more friction, especially with me. I don't know why. Uh, I'm very opinionated. That's probably why. Um, but I just don't do a lot of, I don't do a lot of individual guy. You know, it's, if I have individual female business owners. Um, and that's who that's who that, that primarily goes to. That's who I like working with, and that's who I, who I naturally gravitate to, for whatever reason. Um, and I'm just fortunate enough to have people to, to call me up and say, "Hey, I'd like you to talk to so and so." They were asking about these questions. That's really all. That's how I get introduced. It's like it's, I'm just here to ask, answer questions, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. And that's so important that like doing a self, you know, doing like kind of doing self scouting, you know, who are my clients who gravitates toward me? And why is that? It doesn't matter. But like, um, who, like, who, do, who do I naturally speak to? Like, that's, yeah. that's, and that shows like a self awareness, too. You're not just like, Oh, I just have all the answers. That's why people are coming to me. You know, like, I think that's very important that people that people know, that you're trying to improve too, just like you're trying to help them. You're trying to, you're, you're always trying to evolve so that when they have bigger questions, when they have different milestones, you're prepared to grow with them. You know, like you're going to be a couple steps ahead, like even writing programming, I'm sure for like, for, you know, for your teams, you're always just a little bit ahead. You kind of have an idea of, okay, this, th these are the strength progressions that I've seen with this individual. This is what I expect. Right. And that can always modify because circumstances change, but you're always like, okay, I, I can see like, you almost have a lantern, like a little bit uh, brighter lantern and you can see a little bit further down the path. 
that's a, that's a great analogy because if you just apply that to an injury, you 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 can have a financial injury as well along the way. So that's what we plan for, right? So that you can go about living your life however you want and to the best of and fullest of your abilities, knowing that if these things happen, I'll just use a car accident. Nobody expects to go out and have a car accident every day, do they? But everybody goes out and drives every day. But that slight chance you have it, you have car insurance to help alleviate some issues with that. And so we just do that for the rest of your life too. Uh, you know, your home, uh, the possibility of being sued, um, keeping things uh, private and owner and having ownership over your things. Those are, those are important issues to me. And those are important issues that people come to me looking for help with. That um, Would you say that your, so even talking about the car accident, would you say that your brushes with your own mortality have made you a better advocate for your clients? Not, not only my own issues, um, throughout that 20 years of coaching, there were cancer, uh, students that had cancer, students that, that passed away from diabetes or a car accident. Um, there were coaches that had heart attacks, like 30 year old coaches having heart attacks. And it's just like, you don't know. No, nobody knows, nobody has a crystal ball when your time is up or when an accident is gonna happen to derail your plan or when you get sick or when there's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, geez. Right, so it's like, okay. So it, it, just walking through and helping under, people understand why you wanna have reserves, private reserves, not, not credit cards, but actual cash money um, available to you when you need it and why that's important and how much of that would they wanna have available. Um, so it's just things, and, and that goes against like the, the conventional planning that you, you hear with all the commercials you see. They just talk about putting money in investment accounts, but then nobody ever has savings to pay for that, 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 that set of tires you gotta put on your car or the deductible for your home if you have an injury or a, a, something happens to your house. So you don't have reserves, but all these other institutions are making money because you're told to put money into them. I just think, I think that's wrong. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, as a, you know, like as a, as an independent agent, you know, that's, that's, that's the beauty. Like you don't, um, you don't, you don't have this, uh, dogma that you have to, um, subscribe to, right. You don't, you get to decide. So you get to take all the goods that you've seen and for better, for worse, right. You also don't have that robust team behind you, but, um, in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's more like more genuine for a lot of us to just hunt on, like not hunt on our own, kind of work alone together and, and understand that like there's, that there is power in, in that, right. I'm, I'm a big fan of collectives, you know, like I would say that, that, um, we're definitely, we would be in the mix of a collective because we have similar, uh, like we just, we have similar values, just industry, like 
industry non-specific, we have similar values. So then that in turn makes this like, it, it makes this, what's good for me is good for you. Right. Yeah. What's, and, and I, I really, it, it's these relationships out of want instead of relationships out of proximity. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's huge. And one of the things that we, we also agreed on uh, when we were chatting was um, information should always be free, right? Information's free and it's the application and context and, you know, um, and, and removing friction points and stuff like that. That's where the coaching, that's where the advising really, that's, that's where the value is, right? Information that like there should never really be a huge barrier to entry for information. So like if you have, if there are people out there listening who are avoiding get, you know, getting a, getting a a handle on their personal finance or they're setting up a business and they want to get their ducks in a row before, uh, before tax time comes around for the first time and they get slapped, slapped in the face with uncle Sam. um, What are, what are, the very, very, very first steps that you would want any prospective client um, to, to have thought of, or like, how do you, how would you remove those friction points of someone who's like legitimately just avoiding getting their finances in order? Well, I look at it as anything you do, doesn't matter if you go to a doctor, you go to a gym, you go to the dentist, um, they make an assessment of everything, right? Right. You go to your doctor and one of the, one of the first things they do is they weigh you, they put you on the scale, um, to measure your height. Maybe they take your blood pressure, your heart rate, ask you, Hey, what's going on? You know, what are you doing here today? And they, they just start drawing questions out of you. And you go to a gym, you meet with the trainer the first time, Hey, what's going on? What would you like to get done here? You know, you know, and then you do a basic assessment. You set a baseline for them. Great. Here's where we're starting. What would you like to do first? Right. And then you maybe give them two options, two or three options. Where, which one of these do you want to work on first? And then you start slowly doing things. And it, the funniest thing that I, my analogy is, I hated drinking water. Right. That was the hardest thing for me to do was to drink water every day. So what I started doing was drinking water first thing in the morning before I did anything. Before I fed my dogs, uh, I would drink 32 ounces of water. And after a week, now that just became a, a thing. And then it became part of my daily routine. So my point is, sometimes we just start with the smallest thing possible. Um, and that simply is, Tell me what you know about savings. What does it do? You know, and where do you get your information from that you currently are? And we want to figure out what led you to the point that you're, you came to me. And from that point is what would you like for me to help you with? And if it's, it's, it's usually one of those three things. I want somebody to help me organize things. I want to have family protection. I want to help and grow my business. How do I do that? So it's like, okay. And we just start breaking things down um, because it's all about the same principles every time. Um, like we, we all live on a series of principles that we live our lives by, right? 
some of those may be do no harm to others. Don't take what's not yours. You know, yeah, those are those are simple things. But I believe the first thing you should do when you get paid is save a portion of that paycheck for you first and stop paying everybody else. Because if, if you are getting that paycheck, you're automatically the fourth or fifth person being paid anyway because of taxes, state taxes, Medicare, Social Security. That's four. Could be the fifth. In my state, you're the sixth. Um, so it's like all these other people are getting paid and then you're going to pay everybody else first. Let's, let's, let's refocus that and put more money and keep more of your money. It's just a certain percentage. I mean, you're going to pay your obligations too every month, but let's, let's start taking care of ourselves just like we would take care of our bodies first. It's the same, it's the same approach. No, that makes, <clears throat> I like that. I like that idea of, of taking care of you, right? Cause you gotta, you know, you gotta put on your own, you know, your own air mask and a plane before you take yeah. care of anybody else. And, and, um, and to, to like make that okay. You know, sometimes it's um, like, I'm sure just about every athlete you've ever worked with uh, and every coach, they're like the, their biggest critic, right. Instead of necessarily being their biggest advocate. So it's really nice to know that coming to you, you're going to get someone who's in your corner, right. Who's going to be, Hey, look, I'm here to be your advocate. I'm here to like, make sure you're taking care of you. And even as a movement coach, that's my biggest, I have a lot of high achievers who believe they should be further along the line on their path, whatever. And, and I, I have coaches for that too. Like I'm the person that is like their biggest cheerleader. I'm the person who is their advocate. I'm the person who, like you said, measures success looking backwards and saying, look at how far we've come. Wherever we got to go is where we got to go. We know about it. That's our direction. But like measuring success, you know, by looking backwards is, is so important. Um, tell me about, would you say that, um, so someone that, man, I just need to get, my finances in order, right? I just need someone to help me organize. I think that's a huge, like that's a huge offering that you have because that like everything else seems like, well, I have to have my stuff in order first, right? Yeah. And and so just being able to talk to like, hey, look, bring bring in all the papers that you believe are relevant and I'm going to help you organize them so that we can start achieving these financial goals that you have. Right. Just, just being able yeah. to be the person that's like, look, we are going to start at square one. I am here for you. If you want to start at square one, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, so what happens is somebody, somebody, I just, I sent this out this morning to somebody and they said, Hey, can can we talk about my retirement plan? And great, no problem. Here's what to expect from me, right? You're going to get an email from my, from my business. And in that email, is going to be a questionnaire. I'm just going to gather some basic, basic information from you. That's it. But I'm also going to require a list of documents. It's going to be a long list of documents. But we're really only going to be focusing on the first three, your pay stub, tax returns, and if you can get me the declaration page from your car insurance, right? Because if you throw out 20 page, 20 thing, 20 documents, that's a lot, that's a lot of work. And just going back to the drinking the water, I want to keep things as simple as drinking water first thing. 
So this, the pay stub and your taxes are gonna give me a lot of information and we're just gonna make sure everything's up to date, as accurate as possible in, this, in the software. And we go through all those things with them. And then, you know, if they're what, what's in the bank account we make sure we know what the bank accounts are, are doing for each one, because bank accounts should be assigned. Uh, this is just my, my take is, it should be signed, assigned a job for you to do. Each accountant should do something specific. And we just start organizing things for them that way. So now we're creating a mindset of things. We're creating habits for them to, to work on until we meet next time. And then when we get through savings, we start talking about your car insurance. And what do you know about your car insurance? And how does it work? And what does it do? And what is what is this type of what is comprehensive been? What is what is all these other different things, aspects to it? What do these things mean? So it's a, a real educational process that we go through that maybe maybe their other advisor or nobody's ever told them about, including their their insurance agent. Because you know, there's a lot of really lazy people. Um, and I, I, I what makes my service different probably is I'm more of a concierge. Um, if you want to talk to me, call me and we set up a time because I'm your, like you said, I'm your advocate. If you have a problem with the insurance company for whatever reason, you call me, I deal with the insurance company um, on your behalf because I feel, I feel that's my role, right? If a, if a kid had a problem uh, and was injured and was afraid to tell the coach, it was my job to make sure the coach knew what was holding his kid back yeah, and what was what was really going on, right? I was the liaison, really, and just to make sure the coach knew what was going on. So, I mean, I, I just take – there's just a huge carryover for me. Oh, that's uh, – I, I – when when I first like when I first met uh, or saw you on Facebook or whatever, got a got a, a ding from uh, from our mutual friend, and she had talked about fitness and uh, fitness and finance. Um, I was super intrigued, and I didn't know like I I didn't know how that went together. But you do a really good job of of breaking it down, and I feel like this could be a series. Of, of podcast episodes, honestly, um, because there's, I imagine there's a whole host of different avenues. So even um, knowing a little bit about, about your backstory, just like the idea of reinvention, right? The, the reason why um, you had like had done Jody's program and at, to, to really like build that self-awareness so that you can show up for your clients in a more authentic, um, version, right. You show up in your own life, right. You can get on the other side of, of, uh, of putting a lot of meaning to, you know, brushes with mortality. And I, I feel like this is like, uh, this is start of a beautiful friendship, but, yeah, uh, you know, just the, to, to bring it out of the movies, but what, so my audience is primarily located in the Midwest. Um, if anybody has any 
questions and I'm going to, we're going to look up at wrapping up the show, but then scheduling our next, our next, uh, our next episode. Okay. Um, are like, are there certain state boundaries? Can someone like reach out if they're from North Dakota, right? Somebody in Fargo, North Dakota has a question. Can they reach out to you? Are there certain licensing issues? Yeah. Uh, any conversations are perfectly fine. Uh, if there was something, if we, they wanted help getting certain business placed for whatever reason, uh, I would just go about going and getting the licensing for that state. Um, the states love that because that means they're getting more money. <laughs> so it's, it's not generally not an issue for me, but in conversations, I talk to everybody and I, have, I do business all over the country. So um, just not, not primarily in your area, but uh, that, could, that could change in a matter of days. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I want to be respectful of uh, both of our times, but Dave, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time. Um, every time that we, we get together, I get together with somebody new for office visits. It always, it somehow it's like kind of feels like a commercial uh, just because <laughs> I like, I don't, cause I don't know. So like, I have a lot of questions and I talk to people about their businesses, but I absolutely want to dig into um, we have, we have similar histories with divorces. We have similar histories with like reinventing ourselves uh, after what would be considered a, a, a career, you yeah. know, a full career and, and doing something completely different. Um, your interest, you know, like your interest in the fitness industry is, is fascinating to me and it'll be super fascinating to our audience. Um, and any, any conversation that like runs off of those um, like those are like, that's, that's a series just based off of this one, yeah. uh, this one, this one thing that we did, uh, this one episode that we've done. So, um, if like, feel free, how can people get a hold of you? Um, uh, if someone wants to get, if someone just wants to talk right yeah. before we go down the rabbit hole, somebody just wants to, to talk and, and get to know you and, and yeah. look about their personal finance. Yeah. Uh, easiest, uh, way, actually easiest way would be a text message. Um, I'll just give you my number 860-878-2917. Uh, it's the easiest way to get hold of me. Uh, my business email is dhauser, H-O-U-S-E-R, at uniqueadvantage.biz. Um, and check out our website, www.uniqueadvantage.biz. It just gives you a background of our, our agency and what we're about. We're about freedom. Um, we're big believers in that. Uh, I happen to be a big believer in freedom of your time is the most essential thing to our being our best versions of us. That's just, that's part of my, part of my deal. That's why I left coaching. Um, but always, always interested in helping people just having a conversation about anything. Um, barbells, money, or any other cool stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We also got to talk about tattoos. I forgot about that. That's another, yeah. that's another big overlap. Yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, I would, I would, all, I would, uh, I would encourage you if you have a pile of papers that you don't want to look at anymore uh, that deal with personal finance, give Dave a call, shoot him a text, send him an email. Um, it, it, like take that step, right? Take that step. And if you, if anybody comes to me and says, I want to get my finances in order, I'm going to hundred percent like, Hey, I'm going to send them, send them over to you because if you can't personally help them, I imagine that you have, you know, of resources that will absolutely uh, be able to pick the ball up. For sure. And the, I'll, I'll, can I just add that 
the hardest thing to do is just say, I need help. And I put it off for so long and it was overcoming so much more problems in my own personal finances that it wasn't until I was working in this industry and in the office for somebody that could help me organize things. And I was like, holy crap, I didn't know anything about this because the industry is made to confuse us. Uh, whether that's deliberate or not, I, I won't say, but you can guess my opinion. <laughs> yeah, nope, that's fair. That's fair. Cool. Well, Dave, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, we will absolutely, uh, we'll definitely after this, uh, after we close the podcast, we'll, we'll come up with another time to, to, to do an office visit. Um, but until next time, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, sir.